Who would you be if you grew up in a place without many prospects? Today's title features the unique perspective of a celebrated foreign policy expert who served as a key witness in the first impeachment trial of Donald Trump. But that's hardly the most interesting thing about her. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Yana, also known as Jana. In today's episode, I'm reviewing There Is Nothing For You Here, Finding Opportunity in the 21st Century by Fiona Hill. Growing up in England's coal mining country, Fiona Hill knew that she was in a forgotten place. The last of the local mines had closed, businesses were shuddering, and despair was etched in the faces around her. Her father told her to get out, to go to London or Europe or America. There is nothing for you here, pet, he said. Fortunately for us, Fiona Hill did just that, and her memoir is a fascinating listen. With the support of mentors and some luck, Hill gained upward mobility from her childhood roots. She studied Russian and history in Scotland at the University of St. Andrews, and eventually found her way to Moscow and Harvard, all preparing her to serve several presidential administrations in Russian and European policy. My least favorite part of Hill's account is her time with Trump. There are no surprises or new insights, although that's hardly Hill's fault. I passed my tolerance limit several years ago, and I would be enormously grateful to never hear about him ever again. Needless to say, I listened to that part of the audiobook on double speed. Hill's ability to refocus between micro and macroeconomics and social dynamics are what make this audiobook difficult to put down. She draws brilliant connections between world events and subsequent political and economic policy in the UK, Russia, and the US. Her analysis of class was deeply interesting, especially when contrasted to the racial dynamics of American culture. Her northerner accent bars her from advancement in the UK, yet it's seen as either a positive attribute or even unremarkable in the US. As a rare woman policy expert in Moscow, she was badgered by security guards for bribes when they mistook her for a sex worker. Apparently, this is a more common sight in Russian politics. She was repeatedly mistaken for a tea server or assistant by various politicians in both the US and the UK. And while she takes all of this in stride, I deeply sympathize with her frustration over repeatedly uncovering significant pay gaps between herself and male colleagues in several different roles. Hill illustrates the ways that American democracy is under attack from within. Democracy is not self-repairing, Hill says, and she recommends national programs, private sector investment, and philanthropic initiatives to strengthen school systems, bridge cultural divides, reduce racial barriers, and narrow the wage gap. There should be no such thing as the wrong place to live, she admonishes. I agree with her, but she's less clear on how to make all of that happen in the current hyper-polarized political arena. Still, this memoir stands out for resisting the ever-popular trope of the self-made success story. Hill compares her memoir to those of Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance and Educated by Tara Westover. These were both bestsellers, but they better fit into American ideals about meritocracy and self-made rugged individualism. 
The pernicious idea that all one must do is to pull themselves up by their bootstraps is as ignorant as it is misguided. Just consider, for example, what Vance or Westover could have done had they the misfortune to come down with a serious illness before they graduated from university. As Hill says, Vance and Westover's success proves the rule. If equal access to upward mobility were truly accessible to all, Vance and Westover wouldn't be so remarkable. And what's more important is that Hill doesn't merely bask in her success, she carefully outlines the multitude of ways she was helped in leaving her impoverished coal mining town of Bishop Auckland. Finally, I should mention that Fiona Hill is a wonderful narrator, and her accent is a constant reminder of her unique vantage point. The ease with which she switched gears between personal, historical, economic, and political perspectives is unmatched. In spite of the grim focus at times, I deeply enjoyed listening to her story. That's all for this episode of Audiobook Reviews in 5. Thanks for listening. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Facebook and subscribe to Audiobook Reviews in 5 on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and many others. By subscribing, you help increase the profile of this podcast and chances of other listeners finding it. I look forward to checking in with you all again soon. Please stay safe and be well.